Now it's time for some financial advice and I'm glad to be joined as always by our financial expert Francis O'Hanlon from FOH uh, Financial Limited. Uh, good morning to you Francis. Hi Fran, you well? Uh, I'm not too bad at being Monday. I know, I know the feeling. <laughs> and, and all of that. Um, will, you, will you start by answering a question? Because one of our, our listeners emailed to ask, can I ask, my husband is self-employed, I'm on his books, can I apply for a carer to my parents? So I presume that's to be a carer to my Yeah, my so parents. I mean, when when this person says, I'm on his books, I presume they mean that they're working for their um, husband and that they're not working for more than 18 and a half hours per week because that's the rule when it comes to applying for carers allowance. So yes, I would say possibly they would be entitled to this, but just remember it it will be means tested. Um, So from June of this year um, the income disregard for carers allowance will increase to 450 euros a week for a single person but 900 for a couple so if a couple are are earning um, 900 euros or less then possibly this person would be entitled to the care to get the carers allowance so the carer must be over 18 they must pass a means test they must be uh, providing full care to a person who is not in the hospital the usual rules or in a nursing home um, they cannot live in a hospital or or a similar institution obviously themselves um, and the big thing is not be employed, self-employed, do voluntary work, training or education courses for more than 18 half hours per week. So I think therein lies mm. um, the, I suppose, the, the the answer. So when they said that they're on the books, they're working for their husband, I presume they're not working for any more than 18 and a half hours. It comes down to a means test and also, you know, as well as the income consideration as to what they're earning between them. There's also cash income. So if they have, sorry, capital income, as in if they've savings or whatever it be, the first 50,000 of any savings that they have is disregarded when it comes to the carer's assessment. Mm. So it's not straightforward. And what about the person that you're caring for then? Stipulation around that? No, I mean, again, obviously that they're in need of care. So I presume, you know, you can't just willy-nilly say, oh, yeah, um, I want to care for somebody and they don't need the care. So I suppose, again, it needs to be determined that the person that you want to care for is indeed in need of care. Uh, And I think we kind of touched on that before and there's certain criteria that determine that. But all of that is assessed within the application. So again, we always tend to veer into um, social welfare or social protection issues. Yes. You know, it's a fairly intricate area. So again, I'm not an expert in social welfare. I obviously have to know something about it within the game we're in. But I would say, look... Department of uh, of Social Protection are very good, they're very helpful um, but the rules are the rules that's one thing to be mindful of Somebody else wondering if I'm getting disability and I'm coming up to the old age pension, uh, do I still have to apply or will it switch automatically? This is something I think you dealt with. Yeah and I would say look from my understanding you will still need to apply because it's a different type of benefit Uh, and you know look on all these questions Fran we always have links to help people if needs be but you know again the department will help them. It's my understanding that you should apply for the old age pension three months before you reach the age of 66 Um, 
So, however, if you've paid social contributions in more than one country, then you need to give them six months before the age of 66. So I think just apply or at least contact the Department of Social Protection and they'll tell you whether you roll on automatically because your disability benefit um, into the, the state pension. But I don't think that's the case because they're different benefits and they're they're assessed differently, especially when, you know, that minefield and bog that we get into every now and then about how many stamps you have to have for yeah, the state pension. Sure. That all comes into play here. So how can it roll seamlessly? I would say you need to be careful. Um, it, you know, it was funny. I was speaking to somebody the other day and they were working in the UK for a long time, came back probably here since maybe mid-90s, kind of only went back to work in maybe around 2010, that era, that time, and they just assumed they were entitled to the full state pension here. Wow. They, You know, they had worked yeah. here in the yeah. 80s, and I was going, whoa, no. First thing you need to do here is get a handle on what stamps you've got. So I suppose what I'm saying is that's really important and it feeds into every area of of social welfare. Right, so there's nothing automatic about, nothing. about no. any of this. No. So what category is the once-off tax back on the mortgage uh, interest, Francis? Okay, so that? this is the the one that we've mentioned. Yeah. This is the, the, the temporary tax relief that came into play. It was announced in the budget last year where people that had mortgages below 80,000... Sorry... <laughs> Above, I have to be careful here, below 500,000 and above 80,000 at the 31st of December 2022, um, they can apply for tax relief on the assumption that the interest, that they had an increase in repayments and an increase in interest in the year 2023. Okay, so really this is going to be for tracker and probably variable rate customers. Somebody who was fixed it doesn't apply to them because mm. their interest would, yes. you know, would be yeah. less, you'd assume, on a reducing balance in the year 2023. But for somebody who was tracker or variable, the expectation is, based on the increase in interest rates, that they are, the interest that they paid in the year 2023 should have been greater than 2022. So therefore, they can now apply to get a relief on, a, a temporary relief on this. And what do they need to apply for Okay, that, so what they're that. going to need, and we kind of covered this off before, I think the portal is now ready to take this through My Revenue, but again, don't be surprised if you go in and it's not. I would expect it will be, in, if not now, in the coming days. Um, so you need your Certificate of Mortgage Interest for 2022. You need your Certificate of Mortgage Interest for 2023. And that's, prop, that's the one that's maybe going to delay people because they mightn't have that yeah. yet. Uh, and confirmation of your mortgage balance as of the 31st December 2022. So that's important based on the, uh, I suppose, numbers that I gave you. Can't be more than 500,000. Can't be less than 80,000 at the 31st December. And by the way, it must be your family home. This is not on an investment property or whatever right. it be. So then you just go into my revenue, be it that you're PAYE um, or whether you're self-employed, you go in through your relevant system and then you can upload those documents, okay, via through Revenues My Account or Ross and then you can claim your tax relief from there. All right. Do you have a certain window in which to claim? Uh, I, not that I'm aware of, okay. but I would say... You know, why would you be delaying? Yes. You know, 
if you're considering, normally you've about four years to go back. Well, I just meant with the hold up of getting hold of the 2023. I know, I would say you'll be fine. I mean, you know, it's not even if you don't get this until March under natural correspondence, I would say that's fine. In fact, normally you can go back four years. Now, I wouldn't encourage you to do that, to wait that long. But um, for somebody maybe who who misses this and everything that's been said about it, it might be that they can possibly have that four-year window to go back. But I would say do it now. But don't panic. Like, if you're not going to get your, your 23 cert until March or April, you still have loads of time, in All my right. opinion, to apply. Um, will you ask, Francis, how long does it take to repair your credit rating? This is a famous hobby horse yeah. of, of yours, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Five rating. years. Yeah. Five years. Right. <laughs> Sorry, e- e- I sound very... <laughs> but it's... E- even if it's something trivial yeah, or absolutely. what we it's, might see as being trivial. It's five years. It's five you years, know, no it's funny. What. I only saw a trivial one as I would consider it last week. Um, and here I am thinking, oh, God, right, how are they going? I now have the concern we're not going to get this mortgage through because it was on a couple and one of them had a glitch on a credit card. So it's not a given. Oh, they take all the other boxes, but now all of a sudden there's this credit card that had... A, and, and and I know it, and I can see it. It's uh, €1,270 because it was the old €1,000 credit limit and they had it and they he forgot about it and he only paid it subsequently and because he, they'd actually moved and the correspondence was going to his mother's address. Blah, blah, blah. He cleared it the minute that he became aware of it or remembered mm. it, I think is is the truth. But the reality is it's there now for five years. And is there any appeal process there, no. Francis? Like if it, it, it There's no. not, Fran. I mean, the reality is he took out a credit card, he applied for a limit, the, there's rule terms and conditions in relation to how to use that credit card and he didn't adhere to no. those, OK? So um, the reality is this is a €1,270 balance. It wasn't even 1270 I think it was €989. But this Euros. could affect the mortgage Absolutely. decision. Wow. So again, back to the point, five years from the point of correction, by the way. So if you have a glitch in the year 2024... Right, and you sorted in the year 2024. Say you went, say by for one reason or another, you went two months in arrears in the the year 2024, um, because stuff happens to people. Even after you correct it, that's going to show for five years. Okay, whilst so say the loan, say you said, oh look, oh god, I forgot about that credit card. Mm. Let's go back to the credit card again. Oh, I'm, do you know what? I can't handle that credit card. I'm clearing it. I'm closing it off. It's five years there from the point of closing or correction. Wow. And if you don't close or correct? Then it's it's kind it, of it's it there in that that's a stranger one because it kind of tracks on. So it's going to still be there in, in the window pane of five years, okay? But the banks usually can only other, see other banks' information for two years on the CCR, on the credit check report. But there's also information that shows them a, a broader history for five years. But of course, if your credit card was with X Bank and you're applying for a mortgage in three years' time with X Bank, they still have your broader history on on their their well, their it's database. A, it's so a cautionary tale, Francis. Isn't we're forever it? on yeah. about it, Fran, yeah, aren't know, we? Five years. That's all I'd say. Another listener, I'm a carer for my son and we can't get the fuel allowance as my husband gets a small pension from the US. 
uh, about the uh, same amount as the state pension here. We live in fuel poverty because of it. Is there any way around this? Now again, God, this is sound, you know it's awful, isn't it? Isn't and it I just? mean, again, I, just the first thing I said was, you know, how old is her son? But I suppose that doesn't really matter. I'm just thinking if if this person is a carer, would the son be entitled to the fuel allowance? Because it seems that the parents oh, yeah. are not, the mother is not, and the rules are the rules, and they're tight and they're means tested. So look, I, I would say, you know. They need. They can't be in fuel poverty, and I mean, there's lots of people that are, Frank. Yeah, That's the reality of it. Yeah. So I think they need to speak to either their local county councillor or um, their TD and local TD, and they need to speak to the department, maybe, and explain their situation, or you know, maybe speak to Saint Vincent de Paul, who may be able to help them as well. My God. Yeah, that's, that's tough for sure. The, the budget uh, 2024, the changes to the carer's allowance, France. Yeah, so that might help maybe the, the this person in relation to the fuel allowance, and that's what I was saying. And mm. again, it was kind of leads back to the first question we had there where somebody was asking, could they apply for the fuel allowance? There are changes imminent in from June 24 that were announced in the budget last year as to... Um, you know, from a couple's point of view as to how much you can earn and for a single person. And to get the fuel allowance, um, again, it's it's the tie criteria. Mm. Um, so, okay, I really, you really need to speak to yes. the department yeah. Yeah. on this. And if the, you're still hitting a block wall in that you not can't get it and you need it, then you need to speak to your local county councillor, TD, or indeed somebody like society... St. Vincent de Paul. All right. Um, uh, Rate, uh, crystal ball time for you. We have the crystal ball in front of you, Francis. Yes, um, thankfully. Can you make some predictions for <laughs> us? Can I take this with me? <laughs> um, okay. Yes. So, look, there's a lot of talk about interest rates. And um, I think the big thing I want people to hear here is don't panic. You still have to make a decision on your not take, I'm calling it micro. It's not micro to you, it's macro. They're your own finances. So regardless of what's happening in the bigger world, inflation, geopolitical issues, you know, you name it, waiting for the Fed to kind of twitch one way or the other because they read everything and every word they utter is, you know, pe- the, the financial markets it's read into this. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have to do what suits you, but there's very, very strong indications that interest rates are going to start coming down this year. They don't know when, but they're now kind of saying it's not a matter of if. I was only just reading this morning. It's not a matter of if, it's when. Mm. So you need to hear that. And you need to hear that when you're making a decision in relation to your mortgage. So if you're, I'm particularly concerned about people that are on fixed rates Mm. that are coming out and they're panicking, saying, oh my God, I have to fix again. And they're grabbing onto these rates that are probably fairly inflated. Okay, because remember, the banks are going out buying money when it comes to fixed rates. So, you know, there would be one school of thought and we've had this discussion many times that variable rate to the true rates obviously tracker was the ultimate rate um and i would say just don't panic don't for those that are coming out of fixed rates don't be mm. jumping oh my god i have to fix again and jumping in because you see a rate within what you're being offered by your own bank and thinking you have to take this first of all you have the option to look beyond that bank but the other thing is if you have the 
the I suppose the headspace and the comfort in your head because you have to be comfortable with what you're doing. Maybe settle. Just wait a while. Wait and see what happens with rates. Maybe stay yeah. variable. Because what I'm afraid of is global issues. I mean, you know, there seems to be an escalation in war in the Middle East. Absolutely. All of these and kind I mean, of things and, you like... Know. <sighs> Hearing rhetoric this morning about, uh, let's not even say it because, I mean, again, it was so loosely just thrown in there, but third world wars. Yeah, I mean, I know. to be honest, if that happens, Fran, will be the other one, nobody would be really worried about the, the you know, those issues. But yeah. again, let's, these things are just thrown out there. People have to live and have to, mm. you know, survive financially and everything and they need some direction. So who knows what's going to happen? It's all about inflation. Okay, Mm. so that's the reason that the central banks increased interest rates. That risk has receded. Okay, you would wonder what's going to happen, how the Red Sea situation is going to feed in to um, inflation Mm. and how it's going to feed into energy prices. And that could drive up inflation again. But they don't seem to be overly concerned about that. You'll know. I think they're still pulling back because they don't want to start increasing interest rates and for inflation to take a turn because they're going to have to go back on it again. I think they want to be very sure that the that the tide is definitely out before they start to decrease interest right. rates. But I mean, a lot of factors yeah, are played though. A lot of factors, and it's grand to say don't panic. But I mm. mean, it's so complex, Francis. You can understand why people will be. Yeah, absolutely. But they need to seek advice. Yeah. Right, you need to seek advice. You need to be aware of your own financial situation. You need to seek advice and you need to make a decision or be assisted with a decision based on your own circumstance. We've always said that. Yeah, because you listed there some questions you need to ask yourself. I mean, can I afford a further increase? Yeah, so like, let's look at worst case scenario here. If somebody's looking at a rate and if rates go up again, how would you be fixed? So it's all well and good for the likes of me saying, you know what? Rates are going to start coming down, stay variable. Next minute, rates go up again. How would you be able to manage? Yes. Right? Would you be able to cope with that? And But Fran, an awful lot of people might find that their variable rate is below the fixed rate they're being offered anyway. So again, be careful. You know, is this a good time to be fixing? Is this, okay, it might be the best rate within my bank at the moment that I can get to fix, but is this a good rate? Mm. Is this a good time to be fixing? Well, let me ask you that. Well, I would say... Is it a good time to be fixing? We're, just think about where we're at in the rate cycle. Yeah. We've just come through almost 18 months of increases. Yes. Okay, so I don't know if it's the right time to be fixing because rates are up, right? Right. If you fix in now and rates drop, you're up in the air and you're yeah. going to possibly pay a penalty to get out. So you have to think about the cost. So whilst I would say, can you afford it if rates go up? I would also say, can you afford to break out of that rate, right? The penalty, if it's fixed and rates start coming down and you're thinking, God, I made a mistake here. Mm. I, I fixed in, it was too high. I can get a much better rate now. Can you afford the possible penalty you would face to come out of the fixed rate you fixed into? So again, yeah. you know, it's about I, knowing I, I'm your I'm just own. so delighted I've gone way past all, all of that. Uh, if people want to talk to you, Francis, or talk to your team, how can they do that? They can contact us um, through www.foh.ie or 052-61-29487. All right. Always good to talk to you, Francis. Thanks very much Thanks, indeed. Thanks, Fran. We'll take a break back in just a moment. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie